0: Hi there Camille Bianchi here with a bonus episode of Inside the Tribe. I co-wrote the season with the wonderful Tim Elliott who you heard as our host. There were so many stories we couldn't tell within season one we just didn't have the time and the truth is many members experiences ran parallel with Mark and Rose's and we would have needed three hours an episode but some things we just couldn't leave on the cutting room floor and this story well it's from very recent history It's about one of the founding families of the 12 tribes and how they went from devout to out in just a few years. Let me take you back a short time ago to May 2022. It's early summer in the US, but I still think it's freezing. To be fair, that is a given if you're an Aussie visiting Massachusetts. And that's where I was. In the early hours of a Tuesday morning, while a friend and I drove about an hour outside Boston to meet Suvav. I was there before 7am to catch him before he started a 15-hour workday at his diesel fitting business. You may remember Suvav from the series. He's 34 years old, young, strong, fit from lots of physical labour. He has short, close-cropped, bright red hair. And I liked him straight away not least because he knows the value of a good espresso and gave me a double shot without prompting. He's a coffee nut like me, but unlike me, for his first 30 or so years, he could only drink it in secret. That's because he grew up in the 12 tribes, an environment with lots of secrets.
1: You know, they can't police everything, but they, you know, from whatever the things that they do know, um, they certainly try to shut it down. I remember being pretty young, and hiding one of those little CD players under my pillow and putting earbuds in, you know, and listening to, I don't know, Nickel Creek or Night Noises or something that was considered bad, you know, by them. But in all reality, it was just, you know, some fiddle playing and somebody on the squeeze box, you know, and just, just kind of ridiculous to think back on it. Um, it's not like I was li- listening to Five Finger Death Punch or something, which now I enjoy. <laughs>
0: Suvav and his siblings, including his sister Rivka and youngest brother Oz, are the descendants of one of the group's founding members. It was early days in the 70s when David decided to join Gene Spriggs in his mission. And it was David who set up the Common Sense Soap Factory in the 80s in Cambridge, New York. It's now grown to a business, selling its products internationally, including at yellow delis around the globe. After David met and married his wife, they lived with their small children, and dozens of others, in a beautiful mansion in this outwardly idyllic setting, rolling green acres of farmland for crops and some animals. But the building at Cambridge was difficult to heat, uncomfortable, and despite the high profits of its businesses, including the soap factory and deli, there just never seemed to be enough money to go around.
1: When I was young, my mom used to take me into all kind of thrift stores and stuff like that, and. I remember old ladies feeling bad for us or or me. They thought I was a girl because I had long hair, um, which also really drove me nuts. We were definitely like very, very impoverished, like always hungry. Like I I hardly ever had enough food.
0: David's kids, now adults, remember working in the tribe's businesses, including the factory their father founded.
2: You know, we were basically forced into slave labor from the time we were able to walk and I really don't want to sound bitter about any of these things or come off as like, you know, just some extremist in this perspective. But it really is the reality. I've spent the last 10 years of my life just trying to pretend that, you know, it's all in the past. Everything's behind me.
1: I don't want to be a victim. I know personally, my back was really, really, really hurting uh, doing tree work. It took a toll on my back like nothing else. I hurt myself pretty young in the group. I don't know how exactly, but I know I hurt it. Um, Carrying stuff, lifting things probably at a young age before my body was fully developed, um, and just probably compressed discs or something like that. Um, But tree work particularly between raking and lugging stuff, you know, out from behind houses and carrying logs and feeding chippers all day
0: long. And there was one particular incident Suvav remembers from when he was 12. The tribe's members fast every Friday until the evening meal. It's a tradition that they've held on to, even during 16 hour work days. And it was no different 20 years ago. I think
1: I was around 12 or 13, and we we're doing like construction in the back part of the soap manufacturing place. I was supposed to build a staircase to the uh, second floor of the warehouse. I hadn't eaten anything, it was freezing cold. It's wintertime, which, you know, especially you get up early in the morning and you do like barn chores, you know, you milk the cows and goats and bring the stuff in like and you don't eat food. You really start to get famished, like really hungry.
0: On and this day, things came to a head. I think was like Specifically, on... had... superb said.
1: It was probably around 2 in the afternoon, 2:30 or something like that. Um i had upstairs and marked out the floor. I cut the first layer of plywood off and pulled it out of the way. I cut all the floor joists. Yeah. And when I stood up from cutting, I was so dizzy and lightheaded, I passed out and I fell down onto what I had just cut. And I went down, head first 13 feet on the concrete, and um, and then all that stuff fell down on top of me. It was drastic, like a really bad head injury. Like I wasn't talking, wasn't answering questions, wasn't anything, for like four or five hours they decided to call for an ambulance. And then they just told them that I fell out of the hayloft. Like you, you can't, you know, it just would have been a real big deal to say, like, oh, he was building a staircase in the back part of our soap shop, and he fell, and he's been, you know, he's been unresponsive for four and a half hours.
0: There was no medical follow-up, no physio or regular check-ups. Suvav was left to heal, and as a 34-year-old, he's not sure he ever did. His wife, Mary, is 29. She's petite and slim, with dark hair and deep brown eyes. She's really animated and expressive with a big smile. She was two when her parents joined the 12 tribes, and from the start, she was labelled a troublemaker.
3: I got spanked so much because I was an out of line kid. 20 times a day wasn't unusual, like almost every five minutes, and I remember just wanting to do certain things, like play baby is what they called it, but like we didn't have dolls so I would dress up a pillow. With clothes like baby clothes that I got out of like the free store, and um, like make it like a little baby, and I would play baby instead of cleaning my bedroom, and then hide the baby under my bed. And I remember to me it was worth getting to do that. That I was gonna have to get the spanking.
0: Mary never fit in. She had dreams beyond getting married and being a mom, working in the deli.
4: The college thing was like a really big thing. Like I wanted to go to college and be a businesswoman, and like. Um, when I tried to leave when I was 17 with my aunt. And it was like now looking back on it and my mom lying to me and saying, your aunt would be so fed up with you after two weeks. She has her own daughters to take care of. She's just saying that she wants you to, that she would let you live with her.
0: Sensing she was being drawn to the outside world, an elder in Pulaski, Tennessee, where she lived, joined in, playing on Mary's worst fears of life outside the community
4: no one's going to want to take care of you. Like, no, you're going to be a burden, a problem for people out there. Like, and then it, when it went on a step further, um, Dob telling me that I was going to be a slut, like on the corner of the street, all I'd be able to do is like, take off my clothes. This is the words he used, take off my clothes for men. I mean, now I wish I could have just not listened to it, but it like scared me so bad. Like, I don't know. And so now I'm just like, why'd they do all, like, like they did all that, but, like, there's so many teenagers, well, there are so many teenagers that actually leave, and when you're there, you just hear, like, how horrible their lives are, how much they go through, which they do go through a lot, but, like, there's no one supporting them. It's like, the parents don't even care. Like, the but
0: when it came to, to sex, Mary's walking. parents were definitely paying attention. She was in her late teens when she met Suvav who at that time was a few years older than her in his early 20s. This was in Hyannis, Massachusetts, after Mary's family left Pulaski. The beautiful young couple went on their waiting period and shock horror even held hands before they got married. And it's a good thing nobody found out about the other things they did together until after the wedding.
3: Yeah, it was like a month before I turned 24 and I was 19.
0: It was 2012.
3: So this is uh, the YMCA in Hyannis, are uh, on the cape that we got married at.
0: A decade on, Mary is pulling out a photo album to show me.
3: Oh, it's so funny though, my husband,
0: how he looks and he did not want to have a wedding like this. There she is with a simple, modest white dress and covering over her long, dark hair. Her husband is wearing his hair long, with a beard and what looks like a karate outfit. Can you describe it?
5: Yeah. The guy represents Yeshua. Oh
0: yeah. Um and so
3: he's up there and I'm like the bride of whatever the, the commune. Yeah, I'm I'm representing the the community. So I'm hiding in the wilderness like when the community is going to be like pushed out of society into the um wilderness and then He calls for me, and then I, like, run out, run up the ramp, like, instead of walking down the aisle. And then um, when I get up there, I was, like, I, like, say, like, oh, how long have I waited for you, and... Right? It's not what the bride says? I hardly remember. And then, okay, so then after that, um, this part of the wedding, I did not want to have. I, I had dreams that I didn't have to have it. Like, everything. And I, I actually begged not to. And they were like, you can't take that part of the wedding out. But, so this part, he puts on, like, a red cloak. Like, he's going to war. And then we all get in a circle. And um, these are the enemies. Like, all these, like, bad things on there like arrogance and i don't know so they're written on the poles they've written like sins yeah there's a fabric hanging off the pole and it like spins around slowly like that's the world full of sin and so every time it says like the wrath of god has come on all his enemies and he goes marching into the middle and he like yanks down one of the sins and comes back out, and then they keep, like, dancing around. And then, yeah, that's the end. You, like, hold your hands up. You're all done. So then this part also is strange. So they, like, he asks for to them to bring out the crown. So they bring it out, and then he puts it on your head, and then you're supposed to take it off. The bride is supposed to take it off and sit on the ground and say, you am not worthy of this. And then he says, yes, you are worthy of this, and puts it back on. And I was like, that's strange. I'm not going to say I'm not worthy of this. I'm just going to say, like oh oh so then they changed it for me at around that time like you can say i am only worthy of this because of your love for me has caused me to be great or something like this yeah so it's like the woman is always saying like any success you have is because of the man yeah i just remember being so like in such a blur like a head spin for my whole wedding because it was like so stressful
0: A year or so earlier, in 2011, Suvab's brother Oz had left the 12 tribes, and if you've listened to the series, you know Oz was the first of the siblings to leave. Just 17 years old. He got out with the help of another member who would left. He couldn't take it anymore. He was tired of being punished.
2: And so it's basically like like the, the vibe that you felt, just picture you committed a really bad crime and the FBI is snooping around on your property trying to find evidence. Like that's how you feel as a fucking kid. And on top of it, you're not allowed to eat or do anything other than, like, torture. Like, just make yourself miserable. And I was just, like, not having it. So I guess I ended up being rebellious because I was just like, this sucks. I just want to eat and, like, go swing in the fucking hammock or something. Like, why is this happening to me?
0: As Oz clawed his way to independence outside, he waited and hoped he'd get the call from his older siblings and their spouses that they were joining him in the outside world. It didn't come. It just didn't occur to them to leave. didn't seem like an option. Mary was kept inside, working in the deli.
4: I think they just didn't want me out working in the front of the cafe, talking to people, outsiders. Once they let me work in the cafes, they always made me work in the back. And then a few times they'd let me work out front and there were people would instantly like be like talking to me. And it was almost like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I like like this person. I like that person. We were talking and like this was great and stuff, like realizing like how cool people were that weren't in the community. And then it was like, they'd make up some like bullshit excuse, be like, okay, you're gonna have to work in the back because you your neck was too low on your shirt or you're wearing immodest clothes or you're gossiping or you're doing this. Like they always come up with something, but it was like they look always like pulling me down and making me think like I couldn't break out of it.
0: So she didn't try. She'd been warned in no uncertain terms this small life was the lesser of two evils. Then came the babies. Again, at this point, it should come as no surprise that pain relief isn't a feature of childbirth in the community, and autonomy is thin on the ground.
1: I know with my first child, it was a pretty extreme birth. And, uh, you know, when it came time for the second one, uh, my wife really wanted to have him in the hospital, but uh, just the peer pressure involved in doing that and the way you're looked at afterwards and, oh, you don't believe in God and you don't believe in all this. And, you know, like you don't have any faith to live this life if you're going to go to the hospital to have your baby.
3: It Just the birth didn't go great um, just because I lost so much blood and I like almost passed out. And then um, I just I was horrified there's so many people at my birth and like so many opinions about everything like or i think her i don't think her baby's nursing right baby number two soon followed legally you can't have someone that's not a midwife come to your house and help you have a baby and then call themselves midwives so if we're asked we have to say oh my husband just delivered our baby and i just had a bad feeling because someone's baby had just died the baby was born, it was blue around his mouth, and they just didn't go to the hospital. Like, they just, and then they, the baby died in its crib. And I know you could have SIDS or something, but like, there's obviously something wrong with the baby. So like, I was talking to people about it because they said, yeah, it's because she wasn't submissive and supporting her husband. That's why God like killed her baby.
0: Zuvev was watching and listening, and Mary knew he was disturbed by how his wife and the other women were being treated. And then I
3: think it just hit him, like, how messed up it all was. Like, it should be up to him and me what happens with me and my baby. And, like, they realized they couldn't force me to do something I didn't want to. But I also didn't know enough to be able to be like, this isn't right. I'm going to a hospital. I don't care what any of you say. So I had him um, at home almost three weeks late. Yeah, he was almost three weeks late. And they finally, because they, they had decided that we couldn't do a, like, water birth. Some people had done it where they labored in the pool and then had got out and had the baby. And I had my heart set on doing that while I was pregnant and at the end of the pregnancy, they came home from him and said, Yannick decided that we weren't going to do water births anymore because then that took away some of the pain. That and women needed that pain in childbirth. They're supposed to have that pain.
0: Yonik decided this? Yep. How many babies did he give birth to?
3: None. And his wife didn't even have babies either. But I was at such a point that it was horrifying to raise children there, horrifying to give birth there. I just, I didn't think I could do it anymore. So when he came out, he was pretty blue. And it was, like, so scary. And, I mean, we're we're still doing tests. Like, he needs to go to a cardiologist because he, there's something wrong with him. So we're trying to figure out what it even is. Which is just so maddening because so when he was born, he was blue. And I was, like, screaming, like, when they Because I was on my hands and knees, and he got stuck, and they were trying to get him up.
0: A couple of years later, Mary was 26, Subav 31. They were parents of two, with number three on the way. Still devout, following Yonek's teachings, and dedicating their lives to Yeshua. But all that changed in mid-2019. Subav's father, David, died suddenly. And it had a profound impact on his son. Suddenly, the driving force keeping him and his family inside wasn't there anymore. Zuvav wanted out, but he would need his little brother Oz's help.
2: Very stressful. I didn't know how we were going to be able to make things work out on our end, you know, just logistically, financially.
0: Without spare room for a family of five in his own home, Oz organized a truck and live-in campsite. It was gorgeous. And so, one day in the American summer of 2019, Mary, Subav, and the kids went camping. And I
3: asked for food money for the weekend for camping. And they gave us $40, which was not enough to get, like, anything.
0: Despite that, to Mary, who'd been working on her feet in the deli heavily pregnant, this was rare respite from the community and its harsh living conditions. It was highly unusual to be granted time to leave for a break. But as far as she knew, that's all this was. A precious weekend with her husband and kids. Only on Sunday night, Suvav told her he didn't want to go back. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Like,
3: there was no choice for me. Like, he chose to leave. I would never go back without him. But then at the same time, I was so relieved because from being just being away for the weekend, I couldn't imagine going back. Like, I was already dreading ever going back there. Like I didn't, I don't even want to see the house again. Like it was like so strong with me. And so immediately I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like we don't have anything. And he actually had like, I don't know, like $900 debt onto his credit card from buying them a new set of like tires or rims for a job he did. Yeah, and I had the $60 from the community for, from food money.
1: All the properties are in Brian Fenster's names. Everything that I ever worked for and my father ever worked for, I don't get to share any of that. in. So you are turning your backs on people. When they decide to leave, you don't say, oh, hey, here's a vehicle. Oh, hey, here's some fuel money. Make, let's make sure your family's fed for a week or two. There's none of that. I mean, you can't talk about love and then redefine what love is without basically invalidating your own words. But then again, you just keep spinning this whole religious thing. I feel like in society at large and with religious things, the more people talk and understand things objectively, then some of that mystical stuff loses its, like, the only grasp that that mystical stuff has is on players that like to play other people. And so if you look at it for what it actually creates and does, it's pretty cold.
0: These days, the couple and their kids live in a disused bus. It's beautifully renovated, but it's all they've been able to afford since leaving the cold. Suva works hard. When I was there, I visited at opposite ends of the day, first thing before work, and once he was supposed to be finished at his diesel-fitting business in the evening. In summer, it's not unusual for him to be working until 11pm, a work ethic he learned as a kid that has become a necessity as he fights to make his own business a success. One of his employees is Hushak, his brother in law, who also grew up inside the tribe's communities around the states, where he met and married Suvav's sister Rivka. So when I did this visit in mid 2022, they had only just left the cult two months earlier in March and were staying on the same property with Suvav and Mary. When I came at night, they were setting up a big cookout with a fire and their children playing with their cousins. Good
4: job. <laughs> Oh, the hot dogs are good, but
0: they're not going to burn. So Harshak and Rivka escaped the community in Pulaski, Tennessee in March 2022. And if you've listened to the season, you know they were left high and dry. No financial records, no map on how to live in the outside world. They couldn't even access their own government-issued pandemic relief payments. But what you didn't hear was how Suvav and Oz banded together to free Rivka and her family from a life they couldn't endure. It was early 2022. And after 36 years, Rivka couldn't stomach the rigid life inside the community. She didn't feel she could confide in her husband in case he talked her into staying with their kids, or worse, told the elders. Instead, she called her brothers Oz and Suvav.
2: So I made it very clear to her, this is your decision. We'll do everything we can to support you and the kids and your family.
1: When my sister first contacted me or my brother, I'm not sure who, first and said something about leaving, I just said, well, just know that you have our support.
0: His wife, Mary, was more direct. After two and a half years away from the community, she'd seen the positive impact on her own children, who by then were going to mainstream school and allowed to behave like kids for the first time. She knew what was on the line, childhoods that couldn't be recaptured. So if Rivka was serious about escaping, it had to be done fast. So then we talked some and she just said, you need to get out of there right
3: away. Don't even delay it a day. And I said, well, I can't do it like today. Like I want to have time to get my stuff out of there. She said, well, whatever you do, just take as much as you can. Cause that's like the biggest regret that all of us have had that have left is just getting out of there all of a sudden and not getting everything. Cause that's like all you have when you leave is what you bring.
0: Rivka spent a week socking away her and her children's few personal possessions at a nearby farmhouse. A friend who used to live in the community encouraged her to gradually stash her things there to avoid raising suspicion.
3: I just tried to bring like everything, like all our pictures, all their books, all the notebooks, everything I had, all their clothes, all their drawer, towels, just anything I could. If nobody noticed all this that I did this whole time, and never like came and talked to me or like visited me in my room, like nobody did that whole week. No one noticed stuff was missing, like out of my nothing. Like I was just like that shows that I really don't have friends here. It was pretty intense. Like at nighttime when I would go to sleep, I would like cry and stuff
0: in my bed on the side, but I didn't want Hush to notice. She waited until her husband was on a weekend work push away from the household and arranged for her brothers to come and pick her and the kids up from the community.
1: It's expensive to drive down there. That's something that we had to cover the cost of. I got to take a week off from work to do it. But the other thing that was just amazing too is to see all the people from my uncles to aunt to people that I live with here, uh, people that I work with, just step up and help, you know. Give money to them to get started, help us pay for the trip. A lot of genuine people that care about you and not just care about you and say like, oh, well, if you need something, you know where I am. That Extend a hand and uh, they, the group doesn't.
0: Rivka and the kids were out for good. And after a couple of hours, were already on their way to Massachusetts. And back in Tennessee, when they failed to show up for the evening minha, there were alarm bells.
5: Someone called me and asked me what was going on. I told him I didn't, I didn't know. Everybody
2: was calling us. My, you know, my mom, my family, a lot of them, they're still there, just kind of freaking out immediately right off the bat because she didn't tell anybody that she was going.
0: When he arrived at the house, Hashak saw the closet was empty. He realized what had happened. The elders began to quiz him about his wife's whereabouts.
5: And then they were like trying to get information <laughs> out of me. And I was like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I told him that I wanted to go try and win my wife back. Which was kind of I don't know, I wasn't like dead set on it. I did wanna go see her and talk to her and it was hard it was it was definitely, you know, confusing.
2: I'm gonna get
5: just trying to figure out like what was going on and where I was gonna take my stand and I just realized, you know, after a little bit I just like I just gotta go and take care of my family.
0: He drove to Massachusetts, knowing by that stage, she must be with her brothers. When he arrived there, exhausted, Oz and Suvav wanted to know his intentions.
5: He said he, he wanted to make sure I wasn't coming with a bunch of elders to try and change something. I said, I, I told him, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. I'm not I'm not, not having anything to hide. Come on. So he, he met with me, and then we went over and met up with my wife, and then you know, we had had some time to talk for a little bit.
0: Harshag heard how much life had begun to weigh on Rivka, her fears, and what she wanted to leave behind.
5: She said that night she was she was scared that I was just going to turn around, and go back, or something because I hadn't really made anything clear to her what I was what my plans were.
0: His brain was working overtime, but he kept arriving at the same conclusion: if his wife and kids were not going to go back inside. He wouldn't leave them to struggle on their own.
5: Starting from zero is is like what could be worse than that, you know? Like, it, Hopefully it wouldn't come to that in the future again.
0: Mary and Suvav's generous friends loaned Hushak Rivka and their children an apartment free of charge. And a bunch of other people have stepped in to help too. It's meant that when they left the community in March 2022, they had a home to go to and family living in a bus on the same property.
5: And I, I I'm just glad at least I can... I can start out this age not you know sixty five or seventy like what do you do then there's people that are like that I that, that like that it was it was a difficult decision to leave it, it it's like they make it pretty difficult for one it's it's like financially difficult very financially difficult um, but for another you, you there's like all all these a lot of scare tactics um just like like they told they told me your 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 marriage isn't going to last uh, give it 5 years it's it's over for sure but when
0: i saw them rivkan hashak seemed at peace they stood by the fire arms around each other his head on her shoulder as they reflected on the past few months it hasn't been easy but the experience hasn't broken them quite the opposite you
5: got you got to like try and figure out what to believe cuz Everything you've been told all your life—it just is not, not reality. You've come to the like realization that it's just not, not real. There's a lot of made-up, made-up stuff. There's a lot of craziness. I'm settled to just, you know, make do with what I have and try and try and do the best I can.
0: And their children are having a bowl.
2: Yeah, we like went on a boat and rode behind it with the tube, and then we went to a park, uh a water park for the whole day and.
0: <laughs> they have never done anything. Else. And we couldn't ride bikes or anything.
5: Oh, and, they, and and you weren't allowed to have fun. It, any, you know, fun was like
0: a bad word. We're supposed know. to be working.
5: Yeah, everything's just supposed to be hard. Everything's just supposed to be super hard. And if you're having you're like enjoying yourself, having fun, then you're probably like evil or something.
0: Suvav and Mary are also making new memories. Every day of the almost three years since they've been out of the tribes, they've moved further away from their time inside the community. About six months after my visit, they send photos of family trips away. It looks idyllic. Life is very different now. For one thing there are toys.
3: Oh, yes, definitely. i have a Yeah. I always end up letting them, like, get whatever they want to start with toys. And my husband's like, you got them more toys? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I always wanted baby dolls and I didn't get to have them. I want her to have as
0: many as she can have. There is play time and the kids can use their imaginations.
1: I love the fact that my children can play outside. They're not, you know, I'm not requiring them to, be in the shop as soon as they're out of school and start sweeping and organizing nails and, you know, just this kind of what was expected of me
0: on a regular basis. And their eldest even goes to school.
3: It was hard for me, but at the same time, I was like, if, if it's working for so many people, why not try? So I sent him to kindergarten to ride the bus, and I remember him getting on the school bus, and he was, like, so excited, so happy. Yeah, he hardly said bye to me. Um, <laughs> and then I just cried. I drove back, like, I had driven out to the school stop, and then I just drove back to the to my house and I just cried. I like, couldn't believe it. And I like had my phone on, watching my phone all day, waiting to get a call that like he did something bad or like he wasn't behaving or something.
0: She need not have worried. He loves it. Do you guys think that you're gonna have anyone reach out like in a non-sinister way and just say, Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. No,
4: they I say, hope
5: they're doing well. They they hope they that hope, you're not doing well.
0: They hope
4: <laughs> it's not going well for you out here. Well, they've tried to get us to come back since no. we left, and tell us to, to come like to another place. community. They say we belong to our father, and we need to think about eternity and our children.
3: I feel like my children are able to just be free, and um, I mean, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I'm like able to just go with it. Like, if they, if it's nice out and they want to be outside, we can just all be outside together. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better, even in our kind of difficult situation here, Um, I still feel like it's like a hundred times better than a good day there.
0: I stayed in touch over the months Tim and I were writing the series in 2022, but something that always struck me was this family's story, as far as the cult was concerned, seemed very much up in the air. Three out of four siblings had left the 12 tribes, but one sister was still inside, and her brothers and older sister never gave up hope that she would follow them. Then came news from the U.S. in late November. This remarkable family had just performed another daring escape.
1: So we pull up there midnight, and uh, it's totally dark. Then I heard stuff, and I was like, what is that noise? So I walk around the side of the building, and he's, he's throwing things out the window, down onto the grass.